Today, we're going to talk about the QB64 saga. It's, it's amazing. What happened here is, is absolutely just mind-blowing. The drama, the revenge, the open-sourciness of it all. We're, if you don't know Quick Basic uh, or QB64, it is, it is a re-implementation of Quick Basic with its own IDE, its own compiler. It runs on Linux and Windows and, and Mac. It's for modern platforms, but it lets you take the source code from Quick Basic applications and compile them on new platforms. It's it's a very cool project. It's been around for quite a while, and it nearly just got nuked from orbit because of just absolutely wild. A wild. It's a wild story. It's an absolutely wild story. I did an article for this over on the Lunduk Journal. Uh, if you have not read it yet, go go read it or read along with me. Uh, I've got a whole lot more to say, and I've just I want to I want to expand upon this article a little bit because it's it, the story to me is just mildly insane um by the way if you have not currently or have recently or ever <laughs> subscribed to the lunduke journal go do that right now lunduke.substack.com uh, i'll put a link there's actually you can actually subscribe via locals at lunduke.locals.com or patreon at patreon.com slash brian lunduke because my first name is brian i just don't use it very often um whichever way you choose is totally fine uh it's, it's totally up to you whichever site you like the most patreon locals or substack they're all they've all got their their perks and they've all got their drawbacks i, I like all three of them so i make all of them available to all of you uh, they all have the exact same benefits so like the same giant stack of drm free books the same exclusive articles exclusive podcast episodes exclusive video games all of there's more of, of all of those coming uh very very quickly by the way so if you don't want to miss out go grab the subscription uh it also gives you the ticket to lunduke fest which is happening next month uh which is going to be an absolute blast so go go grab that subscription now go go do that right now you want to do that just just take care of that all right let's let's talk about qb64 for a little bit here so QB64, just to give a little bit of backstory, uh, it's been around for a long time. Um, it, it, let me see if I've got the, the dates here. It was founded around 2008 or 2009. So, uh, you know, uh, 12, 12, 13, some odd years, 14 years, something like that. And the guy who originally founded it, his name was Rob Gallion. Uh, he's not involved in the project anymore. Um, he kind of got burnt out on the project um, or life got in the way or something. And so he kind of moved on and other people filled in those those holes. Right. He, other people stepped up, said, hey, QB64, I want to be able to compile old quick basic applications on my Linux box. So I'm going to I'm going to step in and help out. Right. And the project kept going quite well. Uh, in fact, it's a pretty mature, stable project. It's I, I use it myself occasionally. It's it's really not bad. Uh, it's it's impressive what what this team has accomplished. Um, seriously, it's got like a whole like reimagining of the original Quick Basic IDE and everything involved. It's it really works quite nicely. Um, so over the years, a lot of different projects have. Uh, been started within QB64, like the effort to to port it over to Android, right? Which would be incredibly cool. Uh, I can't deny that that would be super duper cool. That didn't really pan out. That didn't really work. Um, but the project kept going just the same, and and it's kept. It's really been successful. If if I if I were to define success as 
as have a vision, execute on that vision, build a piece of software, make it stable and support it. QB64 nailed it. I mean, they nailed it better than almost any Linux distribution I can imagine because they, what they created has been consistent and stable for years now, and they've just done a fantastic job of it. Um, so so uh, as of 2018, I believe, the original founder was gone. Okay, that that's not crazy. He'd been working on it for a decade. He'd poured blood, sweat, and tears into it, and he'd done a great job. I, it's not unreasonable that he wanted to move on and do something else. Well, someone new stepped in and also did a great job. Uh, his name was uh, Felipe Hayter. Hator? Hator? Uh, Hator? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to pronounce names because I'm not an educated human being. Um, <laughs> sorry, Felipe. Um, and uh, Felipe, uh, by all accounts, did a, did a pretty good job at, at keeping things rolling. Um, he handled, uh, you know, all the accounts and all the finances, set, got things set up on Patreon. So they have a, like a Patreon page where people could donate to the project. Don't go there and do that right now, though. The, if, I'll tell you why in a moment. Um, and, you know, they set up a Twitter account. They set up a QB64.org, also which is down right now. Um, they created a podcast. They did a whole bunch of stuff, right? They, they kind of went from this slightly underground um, wow, it's really raining outside. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but the, the rain is just like thudding against the windows right now. Um, so they, they really created this big online presence under Felipe's leadership and stewardship. But then on January 15th of this year of 2022, things went insane now uh before i dive into the the chronological history of everything that happened here uh i want to i want to point out that i was not involved in any of this uh i've gotten this from multiple people um uh so the the timelines all seem to match up from all the stories i've heard uh, I've now gotten um, general confirmation from about four different individuals who are like, yeah, this is this is roughly how everything worked out, uh, that, I, that, what, that what I'm about to relay to you is, in fact, correct. Um, and when I have not been able to get a person to comment or whatnot, I will let you know. Um, so January 15th. So Felipe, right? Felipe, who kind of stepped in for the, the originator of the project, had been doing a great job on it for uh, a couple of years, made a surprise announcement. Um, so he goes to the, uh, the, the QB64 forum and uh, announces that there's going to be a new CEO of QB64. Now, a lot of people in the project, from what I could gather, were confused because they did not realize they had a CEO at all. Um, and in fact, I don't know that they really did or even do. Uh, that much is is highly uncertain. Wow, that rain is just pouring. That is that came out of nowhere. It was literally when I started recording this show seven minutes ago, it was sunny. <laughs> it's not anymore. Um, it's just like a sheet, a whole wall of water is like, you will not talk about QB64, Lunduke. I will attack you with rain until you stop. Oh, watch. It's going to stop as soon as I finish talking about it. Okay. So, so uh, he said, okay, we got to with this new CEO coming in, right? 
His name was Robert Ryan Carter, and he used to go by the the name of R.C. Cola uh, because R.C. Robert Ryan Carter R.C. Right. So he went by R.C. Cola. That was his. That was that was his handle. <laughs> um. Anyway, so he's this new CEO, right? Well, here's the thing. No one had met this guy before. No one had heard of him. No one had had any interactions with him. He was just this brand new person that just appeared out of nowhere, right? But he's like, he's the new the new CEO, the no-head honcho. Well, Felipe, who had, who had been working on the project, kept working on the project. Now, why did Felipe think it was necessary to bring in a new CEO? Don't know. Uh, but uh, as events unfold, we have some hints as to why that might have been the case. Um, why was this guy, this Robert Ryan Carter, RC Cola, why was he tapped to be the CEO? Who knows? I don't think he, I don't think he had any involvement in the project before this. Brand new, right? Now there was some concern (laughs) as is, as is, as would be the case in any team, company, project, anything. There's some concern about this, right? So people raised these concerns. There was a, a little bit of disgruntledness. But everything seemed to go fine, right? Like this RC Cola fella, he really wasn't involved, right? He didn't, he didn't take like a day-to-day involvement in the, the ongoings of the project, right? So development continued and the community just kind of was like, well, we'll just roll with this because we just want to keep working on QB64. No big deal. All right. So that was January, 20, or January 15th of this year. Now, let's flash forward a couple of months. Let's flash forward uh, to the beginning of April, the beginning of this very month, the very beginning. Now, Felipe, Felipe, who had been stepped in and marvelously, by all accounts, worked on the project for some time, stepped down. All right. Uh, So he left the QB64 project. 100%. He was just gone. Um, There was no statement from him about why he was leaving. Um, He just... He just left, right? Um, now, some reports are that he did so for, you know, mental health or he just wanted to step away from the project, something like that, which kind of suggests why maybe he found a new CEO, right? Maybe he knew, saw the writing on the wall and he thought, okay, uh, I need to, someone to, to take over and fill the void as I leave. Maybe that's the case. Why he would have tapped someone who wasn't involved with the project, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know Felipe. I haven't heard back from Felipe. Uh, so I don't know. I, I have no idea. But what that means is, as Felipe left, the RC Cola guy, <laughs> also known as the new CEO that nobody has ever met or seen, or at least hadn't in before January. Um, he's the single point of control for all of the online assets for QB64. The website, uh, the forum, uh, the Patreon account, the Twitter account, right? All that, those are those are his king. He's, he's got the keys to the kingdom. He's the king, right? Um, now, April 13th, 2022. Uh, this is the big day. This is the day when things went insane. And what's crazy about this story that you're about to hear to me is that this project still exists and is still ongoing and in the most ragtag way possible. And I love that. 
I love <laughs> I love that the community kept things going despite the the nuclear blast that is about to occur. All right. So over on the QB64 Discord channel, if you don't know Discord, it's like IRC, but newer <laughs> and not IRC. Um, uh, so they were over on the QB64 Discord channel. And, uh, and the topic comes up of corporate ownership. Now, why this came up is because QB64 um, had adopted a code of conduct. And I believe this was adopted under RC Cola. And in that, in that code of conduct, I'm going to read a little bit to you. There is a part that talks about media. Um, okay, so the media, the media topic is, is, pretty, is pretty boring at first. If you upload images to the website, you should avoid uploading images with embedded location data, like exit data um, included. Uh, visitors to the website can download and extract any location data from images on the website. I'm like, okay, all right, I get that. We want to keep people's you know location secret and private. That's good. That's good. And then in the bottom of the media section, there's this one single sentence: Any media uploaded to QB64 sites are the property of the QB64 project. One line. One simple little line. So the, the topic came up of, well, if I upload something to a QB64 forum or the Discord channel or what have you, do I not own it anymore? And, and the, a lot of people have been contributing to QB64, right? Code for the project itself, uh, example projects, just projects that they're sharing with the community, like they just created some games or utilities in QB64 that they're, they're just sharing. Does QB64, the project, and hence RC Cola, who, who is the CEO now, is, is, does that project and that person then own all of that media, regardless of what it is? And so people were concerned, like, wait a minute, I, I'm not I'm not super thrilled with that. One person was writing a, a book, a QB64 book. They called it the QB64 Bible. If if portions of it get uploaded to, say, the forum, do they not own it anymore? Would they be unable then to sell the book like print editions of the book? These sorts of questions were coming up. Fair enough. You know, these are reasonable questions to ask. So who owns who owns the code that's contributed by community members? Who does who does own that? And apparently the answers were not great. Uh, RC Cola was, you know, steadfast in it. He held to that. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we want to he said something along the lines of we want to err on the side of having more control and not less. Something like that. And so people were justifiably upset. So what do, what do people do? Well, they start pulling their code out of the QB64 project, off of the website. So like they'd go to the forum, the QB64 forum, and they would pull their example projects, their core code for QB64, and they'd pull it out. They just delete it off the project, off of the off of the forum, right? This was because because they didn't know if they would lose ownership of this work. So they just pulled it. This was described to me as by one person as a run on the bank, which I think is a, a, a beautiful visual to to, <laughs> to to put to this. So then what happens? Then this then things start to escalate 
much, much quicker. Like, I mean, fast. This is all happening. This is all happening in one day and into that night. So uh, RC Cola, what, he, what does he do? He starts banning people, right? Uh, from the forum and the wiki and the Discord channel and everywhere. He just starts banning people, right? Just uh, left and right. Ban, 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 ban. And then one of the community members, a longtime community member, one of the, in fact, one of the earliest contributors to the project itself, who had been around longer than this RC Cola guy and longer than the Felipe guy before him, like just just a longtime contributor, this RC Cola guy calls that person a neo-Nazi, right? Yeah, um, which, you know, that's not a... You, you got you can't toss around those words lightly, right? You start you start calling someone a neo-Nazi. You got to be ready to back that up with like details. Like this specifically is why I called you a neo-Nazi. <laughs> like you need to be willing to act on that. Like you can't just start floating around those those words. You know what I mean? Um, that's a pretty severe statement. Um, no, no real reasonable evidence was given. Apparently it was due to like, that was based on like, uh, uh, a lyric to a song that had an artist's name that sounded a little too German or something. (laughs) I don't know. It was, it made no sense to me. I tried to follow up on why that person got called a neo-Nazi and I couldn't even follow the logic. It didn't like like, if that person's like, who, what, what are you calling me a Nazi for? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know any Nazis. I don't even like, I don't like Nazis. Why are you calling me a Nazi? Anyway, anyway, I, it, that was more of a side side note than anything else. To illustrate how extreme things were, were, were beginning to ramp up. People were having very strong feelings, right? Things were tense all across the project. So... Uh, what happens? Well, RC Cola keeps banning people, banning after banning after banning. If people argue with him, he banned them. And at this point, uh, the at this point, the person who had the owner account of QB sixty four, so or of the Discord, right, of the QB sixty four Discord. So how how it works over on Discord is you have you know multiple different tiers, and I think RC Cola was an administrator, um, but not the owner of the channel because he wasn't around when it was created, and they just left the ownership within the hands of of one of the other users. So that would mean that the QB sixty four Discord channel is the only QB sixty four property that the RC Cola person that guy did not have ownership over right he's the it's the only one that he didn't have the total case to the kingdom on he was an administrator so he could ban people but he he didn't own it outright well so right about then after all this craziness has been happening the person who who owned it just was like man this is enough drama <laughs> he's like the heck with this. The heck with this. I'm not going to put up with any of this stuff anymore. Transfers ownership of the entire Discord channel from himself over to the person that got called a Nazi by RC Cola. Which made sense because that person had been a really longtime contributor and, and whatnot, right? So RC Cola, as of that moment, was stripped of administrative control over the QB64 Discord channel. So now here's where we're at. RC Cola 
owns the Q, the Quick Basic, the Q, sorry, the QB64. I always want to call it Quick Basic, but QB64 website and GitHub and Patreon and forums and wiki and all of it. Oh, all right, total control over all of it. Root passwords and all, right? Except for the Discord. Now, what does the RC Cola dude do? He hops over onto the wiki and blocks everybody. He begins a mass blocking the likes of which have never been seen. Not not just people that disagree with him, but everybody. I need a drink. But he, he blocks everybody. I have a screenshot in the article. It's great. He, uh, I mean, it's just this line of block, 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 block. All right, just everybody. He just blocks them in alphabetical order for the most part. He starts out by blocking, like, specific people that he hates the most. And then he just goes in alphabetical order. He's like, nah, and you know what? I'm going to block everyone. So, and then... Right after that, like, I, I don't know if it was measured in minutes or hours, but right after that same day, RC Cola takes everything he can offline. The Quick Basic website, sorry, the QB64 website, QB64.org takes it offline. So it doesn't have a web presence anymore. The wiki takes the wiki offline. The the forum takes the forum offline. The YouTube channel takes the YouTube channel offline. The Twitter account he leaves, but changes the password so nobody and, and makes sure that nobody else has the rights to post to it. Right. So it, the Twitter account just goes dormant and dead. But absolutely every online presence that QB64 had was just nuked from orbit. He launched a tactical nuclear strike and just turned it all into glass. The only online property that was left running was was the Discord page. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Also the Patreon page. I can't leave that part out. He left the Patreon page. So again, he nuked everything except the thing where people can give him some money. And while I understand if you have a project, you need people to be able to give you money so you can fund it, right? So a Patreon makes sense. But if you nuke every other thing about the project, there's probably not much point in having a Patreon page anymore. Uh, it, 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 total wild. The total wild. Uh, it, it was absolutely insane. I, it, he did it, obviously, in my opinion, out of revenge, right? It, it clearly was this built-up, uh, intense feelings, revenge lashing out. Now, I've reached out to RC Cola, Robert Ryan Carter. I've reached out to him several times via multiple different avenues. Uh, email, uh, a Discord message, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, I, I've, I've reached out to him every possible way I can find to reach out to this guy. And I've had no response whatsoever. Uh, so I have, I have no idea what his side of the story is. It, here's the, and it, it continues after this, but after, after all this gets done, after all this gets done, um, after one week, right? So one week later, April 20th, RC Cola does make a statement over on Patreon and it reads as follows. QB64.org disbanded. It is with a heavy heart that I'm writing this with the recent actions that were taken on the discord 
and the lack of support, we will no longer be hosting nor supporting QB64.org. We are providing to everyone links from archive.org to the full wiki and forum. This way, anybody can use the information stored within. This is something we never thought we would have to do, but here we are. I want to also thank every Patreon for their help and support over the years. We will keep the GitHub repo up, and if there is enough people willing to keep it alive, please keep developing and we may come back. We have paused May and will disable the Patreon after May. So, holy smokes. Um, so, a, a lot of interesting bits there. Um, but needless to say, when that got posted, so, so I saw that got posted. Actually, one of my, uh, uh, one, one of the subscribers to the Lunduke Journal was like, hey, Lunduke, you, did you see that this got posted over on Patreon? And I went and checked it out. I'm like, whoa, I have got to get a hold of all the QB64 people. So that's when I, when I started looking around. I'm like, how can I get a hold of these people? And I stumbled across their still existent Discord. And I and I I asked them what happened, and they gave they gave me their first draft of their story, basically. And uh, then I pointed out that Patreon post by RC Cola, and like every single one of them was like, "Whoa!" They had not seen that. That was all new to them. So that tells you how little communication any of these people have with each. Like like the people in the QB sixty four community have like no communication with this RC Cola guy. I, I, it, it is it is baffling. So, but here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing to me. The project's still going. The whole community is gathered together. They've set up a new GitHub page. They have a new homepage, a new forum, a new wiki. They've got the Discord still up and rocking. They're they're still going. They're still going. It is absolutely amazing to me that they've managed to keep going. I mean, they got nuked from orbit. Now, here's the thing. A lot of questions. Number one, what is the legal ownership of the RC Cola guy, right? Does he actually legally own all or portion of QB64? I have no idea. No idea at all. Is that is that ownership in part of the community? Is the code owned, you know, do they have a contributor agreement, you know, that has ever been in place? I don't, I don't know. Um, does the original founder, uh, Rob Gallion, does he still uh, own it, like the copyrights on it? I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, it seems without having any communication from the person who claimed to be the CEO and basically owner of the project, I, it's kind of hard to tell where the legal status of the project is, but but just the same, the project has reorganized and the community is pulling it all together really fast. I mean, we're talking today's the 25th, right? That Patreon post saying QB64.org disbanded was on the 20th. By the 22nd, 23rd, shoot, they had everything rocking. I mean, they, they, they were mostly set up by the point I talked to them impressive i mean i mean truly impressive the 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 people in the project itself the community members are real they have that old-timey open sourcey spirit about them you know like they were gonna they were gonna they were building something because they wanted to be building something and they kind of would like whoever gets in their way to get out of their way you know what i mean like get out of here they don't they don't need anyone who's in their way and i i love that 
I really do. I, I, I am impressed by the project and impressed with where they're going with it. Uh, now, will will RC Cola ever make a new reappearance? Will he ever get back to me? I have no idea. I have no clue. And if he does, what will that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, but it is very, very entertaining. I mean, it's so much drama. I mean, drama that resulted in so much revenge that a person who had the ability tried his best to nuke an entire project from Orgbit, to turn a beach into sand, man, a, or a, a, sand, a beach with sand into glass. There we go. <laughs> Words are hard. But wild, absolutely wild. It, it is amazing how much drama exists in the open source world, you know. And I, I think within a lot of a lot of for profit companies, there's a lot of drama that exists as well. But you don't see it, you know, because that organizing is all done behind the scenes. And so when when you have a for profit company, it's a, a closed source proprietary for profit company undergoing these dramas, these these leadership struggles, and the all these things, and people people deleting repositories on their way out of the company, and all sorts of stuff. You don't tend to hear about it, but those sorts of things happen at Amazon and Microsoft. Those sorts of things happen at the big companies, but with open source, you see everything. <laughs> you see all the warts, every conflict, and boy, howdy, does it result in a lot of popcorn-eating drama. And, and, and you know, sometimes, uh, most of the time, I like to avoid the drama because the drama gets to be a bit much. In this particular instance, it was a, it, I thought it was a fascinating moment to chronicle some of the, some of the wildest drama that I'd seen in a long time. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's up there. It's quite up there. I mean, there was the time, like the open source initiative, the open source initiative literally banned their two founding members from participating in the open source initiative, just banned them outright. Whoa, that's crazy. And somehow this QB64 thing is even crazier because he just, this guy just nuked it from orbit. And theoretically, he had total control, right? So instead of let anyone, instead of let anyone else even have an opinion, he's just like, duh, forget this. I'm going to nuke it. <laughs> that to me is wild. That is the weirdest response to something. I'd be like, That'd be like uh, if I was in a car and I was driving a car and it was my car. I had the title of that car. I owned that car. It was my car. I'd, I'd always own that car. But I was stuck in traffic and someone honked at me. If I got out of my car and lit my car on fire and walked away while it explodes, that's kind of like what this guy did, right? Like, it doesn't make any sense. If he had total control to the online presence, like... I understand throwing a temper tantrum and locking everyone out, deleting everyone's accounts and banning everyone. Saying, no, this is my project. Get out of here, lowly peons. Like, like that, is that a dumb move and a, and a revengey, spiteful move? Of course it is. But, like, at least it's rooted in some sense of, of reality, of, of uh, I don't know. Like, he, he, if he owns it, if he believes he owns it and he has the accounts to control it, why doesn't he just do that? But instead, he's like, no, forget it. I'm going to burn it all and watch it explode because you disagreed with me. Like, well, that's just so weird. That is so, so terribly, terribly 
weird. You know what I mean? I'd be like sitting at an Applebee's and you're chowing down on some tasty, tasty appetizers and someone all the way across the restaurant looked at you funny. Well, then you take your food and you smash it on the floor, stomp on it and say, fine, I'm not going to eat my food anymore. And you storm out. Like, what do you do that for? It was your food. Why didn't you just eat your food? Or turn and not look at that person, right? Or ask the tell the tell the manager, I don't like the looks of that person. I don't like the cut of their jib. Get them out of here, right? No, instead you just destroy your own food. It's ridiculous. This RC Cola person, uh, the way they responded is ridiculous. Now, now that said, what's their what's their mindset? Right? What's his mindset about why he did that? I have no idea. Is there a, is, are there details to the story that we don't know? Well, I think obviously there are. Because it doesn't make any sense. It's totally illogical. Like how the, how the community reacted by saying, well, our websites all just got nuked. I guess we'll set up new websites. That's really logical. <laughs> That's like the, that is literally the, the standard engineering approach. It's like, okay, well, let's, let's back up what we can and, and take what we can and, and reset things up. And let's try and set them up in such a way where nobody can nuke them anymore. Right? Like, okay, logical. I get that. I get their response. I also get them questioning in the early on period, like, well, you know, the whole code of conduct has the statement that says that the the project owns anything that's contributed to the website or uploaded to the website, any code, any pictures, anything, right? I understand questioning that. Ask a question about it. I understand being disgruntled about it. All of that is logical. Like I, as I was relayed the story, I, I tried my best to just put myself in a casual, like, fly-on-the-wall mode and listen to the facts. Like, you'll notice when, if you read the article, it's really just a, a bullet-point chronological list of things that happened and who was involved. Right? I tried to not state my opinions on it too much because, realistically, it looks like the people in the community were mostly acting reasonably or at least in an understandable way. And the RC Cola person was just going crazy. Now, was this RC Cola guy, was he having a real bad day when all this happened? I mean, maybe, right? Maybe he was having like the worst day ever. Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe... I almost wanted to say maybe he changed his meds, but I, I, I don't want that to come across as being like a, a jerk about it. But I mean, it legitimately, like maybe he did change some meds. Maybe he had a terrible day. Maybe it was a super stressful day for him and he was just lashing out. Maybe there's some sort of completely unthinkable event that would make all of this make sense. But I can't imagine what it would be. <laughs> anyway, uh, go read the article. Uh, judge for yourself. If I ever hear back from Mr. RC Cola, and by the way, he's given RC Cola a bad name. I like RC Cola. Uh, if, he, if I ever hear back from RC Cola, uh, RC Cola, by the way, is a cola. It's a beverage like Coke or Pepsi, uh, but uh, it's not not terribly popular nowadays. But I, I Royal Crown Cola. It's pretty tasty. Um, but if I ever hear back from him, I will I will gladly publish whatever statement he wants to make in full. Like I won't even edit it, right? Unless it has like a bunch of swear words or something. I'm not gonna edit it. 
And I have no no reason to believe he would just send me a bunch of swear words. So I'll just publish whatever he gives me. And then other people can make up their own mind uh, uh, on, on everything. Now, the reality is QB64, most of you probably don't use it all the time. But most of you have probably heard of it. And it's, it's a high enough profile open source project that does make for kind of an interesting case study in what happens when, uh, uh, when drama just escalates to like a nuclear level. <laughs> And it reaches critical, explodes, and then the revenge starts happening. Because, man, it happens within the open source world quite often. <laughs> I, I, I don't talk about it all that often. Like, I talked about the open source initiative stuff because it baffled me. But most projects, I stay out of their drama. Uh, this one, I, I just felt like I had to, I had to document it because it was just the reaction was just too over the top. Anyway, uh, again, thank you to all the subscribers. Lunduke.substack.com, Lunduke.locals.com, and patreon.com slash Brian Lunduke. Um, um, oh, uh, so besides all the perks and the Lunduke Fest tickets and all that sort of thing, I've set up a thing where if you become a founding member subscriber on Patreon or Substack, you get a complimentary account, a full account for locals. Now, the lunduke.locals.com site is the community site, right? It's really like there's there's a bit of community that happens like over on Substack. There's, you know, comments, obviously, and those sorts of things. And same with Patreon. People can comment. But on locals, it's not just that people can comment on the things that I post. It's that people post their own stuff as well. And it's all in the same genre. It's all super nerdy stuff. You know, nerdy videos and nerdy articles and and discussions about projects and pictures of computers that people are restoring and all sorts of stuff. And it's, it's more of a forum slash social media network, but it's also a... Only it's more of like a country club, like because it's it's a confined area that doesn't have any trolls in it. It's a beautiful place. So you can subscribe over at lunduk.locals.com directly and get all the same perks as everywhere else. Or you can get a founding member subscription on one of the other sites, Patreon or Substack, and get a free account over on Locals. You just have to get the founding member subscription and then just message me and I'll, I'll get you all set up. Uh, but anyway, thank you to everyone who, uh, who subscribes. You make this possible. You keep the lights on around me. And I hope you all are having an amazing nerdy day. And I will talk to you a little later.